For this episode, we will talk about what is holistic coaching, what can it do for you, and do you really, really need holistic coaching? 
I can educate people all I want, but um, nothing is more powerful than hearing from my clients themselves. So today I'm going to let one of my clients do the talking. We will be having a very honest conversation about his experience working with me in a transformation and quite intensive holistic coaching program. And I feel this is important for many reasons, but I will just name two. First, it allows you, the listener, to discover more about what type of holistic coaching I provide and what the results are that a person can obtain through using it in a unique way because I'm pulling back the curtain on my coaching approach and literally inviting you in to experience what it's like to work with me and this is done very rarely. And second, more importantly, doing this allows my clients to have a voice and make a meaningful, positive impact on the experience. So keep on listening as one of my clients tells all. Hi, and welcome to the show. Let's start with an introduction. Hi, Aline. What is your name and where are you from? My name is Johan Hogeweis and I'm from uh, Belgium. I'm from Brussels. Uh, I was born in Brussels and living in Mechelen which is in between uh, Brussels and Antwerp. Mm, okay, and so can you explain a little bit what you do in the music industry? Well, I started as uh, a sound and uh, music editor uh, way back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was already composing for uh, some bands that I played in and then afterwards I start to compose for tunes, for the radio, for television. And in the 90s I started uh, as a composer for film and TV series uh, up till now. Uh, and I'm a piano player too. Uh, and uh, these late, uh, latest months I'm uh, practicing a lot on my piano. Okay, and so why music? What made you choose to go into music? Well, I think uh, it's uh, not a coincidence because my father was a violinist. He played in the symphony orchestra, in the, the, which is now the Brussels Philharmonic. Um, and, uh, well, it was uh, my brother and I, we went to the music school, to the conservatory uh, and uh, I started playing in bands uh, with friends. I, I uh, started as a violinist also when I was around seven and then afterwards I, uh, I uh, went to piano because it was more my thing and uh, it, uh, it appeared that it is still my thing. Uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, um, afterwards I did film school and it uh, seemed that combination of the two, music and film, was uh, a nice combination and there were a lot of opportunities way back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started at the public station as a sound and uh, music editor and uh, gradually I started to compose also for, uh, uh, as I said, for tunes and uh, uh, and uh, how do you call it, a network uh, tune for uh, the different stations and uh, uh, as well as radio as TV. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I never doubted that uh, uh, about music uh, and I made a living out of it and I am still living uh, of my music so uh, it was never a question uh, why am I doing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it was a natural thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, and so what is your link with electronic music? Because there is a link. Well, there is a link. Well, uh, in, in, in the 70s and 80s I was listening to a lot of and, and using a lot of uh, electronic music for programs. Uh, uh, Vangelis, uh, Tangerine Dream and uh, Klaus Schulzen and all those things. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I started with the software uh, uh, programs to make, uh, to, to compose music, I uh, used of course a lot of uh, electronic uh, instruments, the, the, the synthesizers from that era and, and then afterwards the software uh, uh, um, plugins. Uh, up till now. Mm -hmm. uh, and your son is in electronic music as well, right? 
Yeah, my son uh, is making uh, dubstep and uh, drum and bass, uh, also with waves. Uh, not always. Uh, he's not professional uh, mm. in in that. Uh, um, but uh, well, he's doing. Uh, he's a network all over the world, which I don't have. In fact, I work only in Europe and. Uh, and I never had uh, the opportunity to uh, to go further than uh, than Europe with my mm. music. And well, I made some uh, records for uh, um, uh, companies that are uh, busy in audiovisual, uh, and so my music gets used sometimes in in Japan or or the States. But I never get uh, any I never got any commission uh, from there or what. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, when we talk about artist well-being, what are the challenges for artists in the music industry, according to you, on a mental and physical level? Well, for me, it's uh, a question of, of balance always, because I had periods where I was working, 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 and you enjoy uh, the things that you do, but in the end you uh, end up tired and uh, also uh, not inspired by uh, moments uh, and just doing a job and, and you have to keep up the balance and, and try to do whatever you, uh, your job is to, to get some fun out of it uh, and to, to enjoy what you're doing because otherwise uh, it's... Um, it becomes a job and, mm. uh, and it never was for me because it, it's quite diverse also. Uh, the things that I uh, get on my plate are very diverse. Uh, sometimes I, I was in some periods where I did a lot of police uh, series and that's a certain uh, kind of music of course, mm -hmm. uh, although there is also there uh, a lot of variation but um, but I do also a lot of different kinds of music. Uh, I do classical stuff with orchestras, I do some jazzy things, some electronic things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that makes, uh, that makes it fun for me. It, it's the diversity uh, of, of all those things uh, mm. combining. So how would you describe well-being for, for yourself? Like what is well-being for you as a person? Well-being is, is have, uh, well, if you speak professionally, uh, it's having nice jobs uh, with working, which is very important for me, is working with nice people and even if they're very demanding, when it's played fair, uh, I, I like it, and I can and I can cope with uh, with uh, some directors who who, uh, who send me home and and let me do the job again or, or differently or mm -hmm. whatever. If they are, if they have uh, good arguments for it and and they have a vision on the project, uh, that's all fine for me, and that makes uh, the job easy going. Uh, um, well, easy is a, is a big word, but uh, <laughs> uh, nice yeah. going. So, so the, the environment is very important also. I have to sometimes deal with um, producers uh, who have a different vision than the director and the director is sitting next to me and he wants his thing, but I have to keep the producer's uh, uh, desires also in, in and, and sometimes even the public station, the, what it represents, what kind of uh, station it is I'm working for uh, and all those things make that uh, sometimes uh, it's difficult to find, uh, to, to keep myself, uh, Johan, in it. Uh, mm -hmm and to keep authentic to myself and, and that's sometimes uh, troubling but uh, as I say when, when you're working with uh, nice people it's, uh, it's all good for me. Yeah, that sounds good. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges and desires you have 
um, come across in your career, what would you say are the top three challenges that you have faced in your career so far? And it's a long career, so... <laughs> well, the first one was uh, um, starting to uh, compose for film and, and for tunes and whatever. Uh, there were times that when I was working as a music editor that I said, we can't uh, do it with the music that's there. So why don't I? Uh, why don't you let me try to compose something? Mm, okay. And gradually that uh, became. Uh, I, I got a name in it, uh, uh, and people used to know me for how uh, oh, he's good for the tunes and uh, mm -hmm. and that stuff. And the second one was uh, because I was aiming to do some fiction series and, and films. Uh, that was the second uh, challenge, I think. And then the third one was uh, the beginning of 2000, where I uh, went abroad to work in Holland and then afterwards in France and then Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big challenge also because it's... it's uh, well, it's a different country and so different habits and uh, mm -hmm. and all that to to get used to and, and not being intimidated when when you enter in a in a conference room with eight producers and uh, and directors and uh, whatever. Um, so there were there was uh, some challenge uh, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine mm -hmm. navigating all those new situations is yeah. probably interesting and challenging at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what is the number one thing you fear the most when it comes to your music career? Um, what I fear the most... Uh, um, not being able to deliver what people expect. Uh, mm. uh, I don't, I don't suffer from writer's block, there's always something that comes out and sometimes when I listen, it, when I listen to my music uh, like uh, five years later, sometimes I say, wow, I did that in, in one week and uh, wow, it sounds good and sometimes uh, I listen to something where I worked for three months uh, and it sounds good also or just bad. It, mm. it, so. Uh, the fear is, uh, as I experienced uh, not long ago, for the first time in my life, that I was working with uh, really demanding people without knowing what they wanted. And that was, uh, we talked about it in our sessions, uh, that was really uh, a harsh thing to, uh, to, conf to be confronted with mm -hmm. because I was doing my best as always mm -hmm. and uh, yeah but it's not this and it's not that and and uh, and and so I became frustrated and I worked for three four months and afterwards when when I came back from a small vacation they said they had uh, without telling me uh, they started with another composer which is usual when you work in Hollywood, you have to, to cope with that kind of mentality, but in Europe it's quite... Uh, I, I wasn't used to it, mm. uh, so uh, we always get a result and, uh, and mainly it's a good result yeah. uh, where, where the, the both parties are happy with. But in this case, uh, so they changed and, and I took in, in fact the plug out of it and I thought I'd recovered uh, from it, uh, from that experience, uh, well, because I was uh, doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but it kept uh, at somewhere uh, in distance in my head and in my, uh, in my body, let's say. So it was uh, a really shitty experience, I must say. Yeah, so you actually experienced the, the, the one fear that you had the most already yeah. in your career yeah. so far yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so now you know how to cope with it mm -hmm. so what are what is the number one thing that you would want the most in your career um, if you would have to go down to one thing well actually it's two things uh, one thing is uh, that i could get uh, more interesting uh, challenges well challenges not uh, uh, 
it's not the right word, but interesting films and documentaries, and which is happening now a bit, but not enough. Uh, because I lost a lot of my network. It's it's always um, different people in different situations, mm -hmm. and I and I always have to keep up with uh, the network. Uh, 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 I mean the the networking in between people, not mm -hmm. the, well, not not the network uh, station yeah. TV. I mean, <laughs> so it's uh, that that's a challenge always and. Uh, uh, but uh, I would like to do that kind of stuff more. Uh, but I'm not sure, do I need an agent? Uh, which agent is capable of doing it? Uh, can I find an agent? They're all, always uh, full uh, on their roster mm -hmm. with other people. Uh, so that's uh, still a thing, even if I'm already uh, 62 now, it's even still some goal for me to uh, to get uh, more interesting jobs than mm -hmm. I do now. Okay. Uh, and and on with the an other, agent, preferably. Uh, preferably, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, although an agent is not the guy that gets you work, but gets you introduced mm -hmm. uh, here and there. Um, so that that is uh, a thing that I want. And another thing is. Uh, and that's maybe more personal uh, is to to uh, to go on the road as a pianist uh, mm -hmm. with uh, solo piano things and also with uh, other compositions that I make uh, more in the well in the neoclassical uh, genre. Um, that's the thing that I want to do, and also there, that's a kind of world to get a booker, to get uh, venues uh, with people in it, preferably. Mm -hmm. That's not easy, and that's also a goal. Uh, so I have, in fact, two goals. That's good. Mm -hmm. It's good to have goals. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let's speak a little bit more about our collaboration. So can you explain a little bit how we found each other? Well. I remember uh, that I was at uh, some sort of conference uh, uh, playwright, it's a royalty organization, let's say, mm -hmm. here in Belgium, and uh, you were one of the speakers there. And the things that you said uh, struck me because at that time uh, I was, uh, I had just had that experience with those people. Uh, uh, where it turned out badly for me uh, and uh, I was wondering yeah how do you cope with those kinds of things and uh, and you said a lot of uh, interesting things and I got your email and then I contacted you and I thought uh, well to me uh, uh, some sort of therapy is already to be able to talk to somebody mm -hmm. and to uh, to express what you're thinking and feeling and so uh, uh, preferably to somebody who knows what kind of things I'm dealing with mm -hmm. professionally and so uh, you had uh, experience in the music business so and you made your uh, your main thing uh, about that uh, mm -hmm. so uh, that struck me and that uh, and it seemed very interesting in the end also because uh, as I say I, I talked and you you sometimes you didn't say too much on a session but you sent me home with some thoughts and, and then uh, things are starting to happen because you reflect on what was that talk about and what did she say there and uh, Mm -hmm. and, and, and the things, the, 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 well, let's say the tasks that you give me, uh, you, your, we, our calls afterwards, uh, after the session, uh, the check-up calls, let's say. Mm -hmm. All that was very um, intense uh, sometimes because uh, it made me, uh, after a career of more than 30 years, uh, more reflective about uh, the things that I had done on automatic pilot uh, mm. before uh, and not really thinking about 
How is my mental health going? How is my... Uh, because, you know, in music, uh, you have the tendency when it's when the job is done to go with friends uh, and drink in a bar and then you have to start uh, with a hangover again and, and you go on, you keep going uh, hours and hours in the studio mm -hmm. and you never sit back uh, to think about, well, you do that maybe on vacation sometimes, but uh, not really with the... Um, with a, with a, some background mm -hmm. uh, and so the, the our coaching sessions uh, made made me think in a different way about uh, how to deal with uh, with being a professional in music mm -hmm. uh, and why did you specifically choose to work with me a holistic coach and why not for example a therapist or a psychologist or just doing some workshop why did you why, why was your interest in coaching um, spiked? Well, because, uh, as I said, you were in the music business, or you know at least the music business, uh, mm -hmm. because you worked in it, and so, and you understand what, uh, because we have all people demanding around us, uh, and how do you cope with those things, and my problem was also, how do you, um, get goals there and and how do you get focused and mm -hmm. that was a big problem for me sometimes as i said i worked sometimes because i i got a job i did the job and then i got another job and i did that job mm -hmm. but i never uh, stood still and thought about uh, yeah but what is it really that i want mm -hmm. uh, i i tend to go with the flow uh, and I thought, in this case, you uh, you were the right uh, woman for it, mm -hmm. I think. And do you remember what your mindset was like before we got started with our sessions? Because we did four months uh, sessions on the regular and I would call you and give you assignments and mm -hmm. sometimes be on your case to get it done. So do you remember what it was like before we got started, what, what your mindset was like? Well less focused than I am now, uh, less reflective on what I'm doing and uh, uh, more um, more let's do this today and and and, uh, and maybe tomorrow we'll see what brings tomorrow and, mm -hmm. and more in that kind of mm. uh, um, uh, flow and now I'm more focused I think on because you gave me some tools to to get focused uh, more, uh, which is good. Which doesn't mean that uh, now with these Christmas and New Year's Day, I was a lot in my couch uh, just uh, watching uh, television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say specifically have you achieved or are you doing differently as a result from our time working together? Uh, it's it's a uh, mindset. It's difficult to explain. Uh, also, I have to remind me every day uh, that I have to focus in a way and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and focus also on meditation, which uh, definitely helps me. I did it before I met you, yeah. but it kind of got uh, away and somewhere in the background uh, and, and now I do it more often and it brings me also more focus and uh, and um, if, um, let's say I, I think a lot uh, more about what do I want to do mm -hmm. now uh, on short term and on the longer term uh, it's uh, yeah more consciously I think, more consciously than before. that's yeah. the that's the right word for it because I also remember you saying towards the end of our collaboration that you felt somehow you felt differently and you felt that people also treated you differently in a more more positive way and that they could notice that you were different mm -hmm. in a positive way more maybe more calm or more confident or I don't well, remember the, the exact combination way. of the yeah. two more calm and confident also because 
uh, well, probably the confidence was there first, and then you become calm and you, uh, um, you, uh, people tend to see that, and and people tend to come towards you. Uh, where if you're uncertain, uh, people see that also, and, and you're not attractive in any way for them. Uh, mm. And uh, so that 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 happened also, um, which was a major thing for me because I I moved uh, a year ago to more into nature and the combination of uh, the coaching uh, less uh, uh, commissions or how do you call it, assignments. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, more uh, practicing the piano, more uh, drawn to the piano, really all that uh, different, but it, everything happens for a reason, I think, and all this happened a bit uh, uh, at the same time, uh, so mm -hmm. that made me in a different state of mind, uh, and it's still, uh, it's still I, I did a birthday party uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, there were like Two or three people who said me really what what you what you telling me now uh, that I I became more in balance and mm -hmm. and uh, and so people see that in a way uh, I think uh, yeah there's something different yeah. in a good way <laughs> in a good way yeah. Yeah. so what made you decide to eventually invest in a coaching program because. It's not only money, it's also your time, your focus, your attention, your energy. And it's not always easy to to go into coaching because as you said, you go home and maybe you feel like, you know, we didn't necessarily talk about much or I didn't necessarily give a lot of feedback, but you're still in your head, there's still a lot of things working through and that takes energy and time. So what what made you decide to actually go go with this? Because it's you know Be it's going to take motivation because, to go uh, through it. I guess I was fed up with myself and my doubts and my always uh, how do you call it uh, overthinking overthinking uh, and but not really come with solutions mm -hmm. and uh, and so as a lot of things happen uh, to me. Uh, you were there. Maybe I wasn't uh, going to to get uh, some help somewhere. It was a coincidence. You were there, and I said, "Well, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I should uh, have a look there." And then we had a first talk, I think, and then then I said, "Yeah, why not?" Uh, yeah, we had a, a session it, first and, before. And yeah. it's because I want to really. Um, feel better in, in all the things that I do and, and not not worrying about uh, too much stuff in my head. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's to, good to, to feel good. <laughs> yeah, to, to, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to deal with stuff uh, more uh, and, and not... Uh, yeah. yeah, and even if you still have you know, enough freedom in your days to just go with the flow, on the other hand, you also have a certain tool and framework to better organize yourself if mm -hmm. and when you need it. Yeah, I well, last few months I had a lot of jobs coming in mm -hmm. and so I went again in, in a phase that I wondered, woo hoo, hoo uh, uh, mm, let's, uh, let's be calm and, and, and uh, use the tools that you handed me mm -hmm. and, and uh, and to be more, um, how do you call it, boost? Uh, yeah, conscious. To make conscious, yeah. to be more conscious about uh, how am I gonna do this, uh, and not not panicking for the deadlines. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, and so I sensed uh, there just a, a, a moment of whoa, whoa, whoa mm -hmm. the 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 old times are coming back here. Right. Uh, uh, Watch, uh, watch yourself, and uh, and so I did, and and it all turned out okay. And then sometimes you say, "Wow, well, why was I worrying so much? Because I, I did this job in two days, and I thought I needed five days mm -hmm. for it." Uh, yeah, that's the main mm -hmm. thing in my in my coaching sessions, as you know, and I explained that the first thing I like to tackle is just learning to see things differently. Yeah, and and. 
you know, changing your perception of things and that already can make yeah. a world of difference yeah. and then all the rest kind of sort of yeah. just looks different and feels different. And also when directors uh, criticize and not always take it personally also and, mm. and see see the, the the positive thing in it, uh, yeah, it's because we want to uh, have a, a better result. Uh, yeah. And all that kind of uh, little things, uh, coping with people, coping with with the financial side of the things, which I hate. Uh, but but uh, you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when I'm when I'm booking musicians for the studio, I'm I'm not working with a team. That's one of the things that I somewhere I would like to have a solid team around mm -hmm. me, uh, which I have uh, with freelancers in a way, but uh, I, I tend to work with the same people again when they're good. But I don't have really, it's not really a machine there mm -hmm. around me where I can say, yeah, you do this and you do that. Yeah. Because it's not easy to delegate uh, and that's a thing that I have to learn also. Um, yeah, true. Because I'm I'm a control freak and I tend to do everything myself. But then my head is full of uh, inputs and uh, and then I'm working and then there comes a, an email from the producer about the the budget and and uh, mm. and whereas you have to have a budget, you have to be clean and uh, and clear uh, in the beginning about that thing and then. Uh, there is only the artistic uh, thing uh, yeah. left. Yeah, that's what you would prefer to focus on, obviously. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is the biggest win that you had during our time working together? The biggest win is uh, focus, I think, focus. and uh, yeah, mm. and and uh, and uh, uh, a way to set a goal for a, mm -hmm. a certain period, even if. Uh, because I, I remember we we talked about a certain point in December. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen as I focused on at that time, but mm -hmm. uh, it still is going on, and it and the focus is a bit uh, later yeah. on because it's yeah. it's a personal thing, and so mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's January or February when yeah. it, when it happens. Yeah, and it's also as okay to move up a deadline if needed. It's if not, needed, if yeah. it's possible. Yeah, yeah. if it's yeah. possible and if needed, it doesn't make. But that's the problem with the things that I work in the television and and film. It's always. The deadline is yesterday, so mm. there is no way to postpone the deadline. Yeah, exactly. But for my personal uh, piano and and music projects, uh, um, there is no problem to postpone. Okay, so about one last question about our collaboration. What would you tell someone who is hesitating about working with me? Um, no, you should go. <laughs> um, because, well, I know also it's very, I never, uh, I never had the impression that you were judging me. Uh, you were just listening and you were uh, like uh, an, an open window uh, on things uh, and uh, I would tell that to people, uh, just go and uh, talk about uh, things that even... Uh, where, where Some friends I don't talk about things that I talk with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, because friends tend to give me immediately, they try to help me and they say, yeah, but why not do this? And, and I don't want to hear that kind of answers. Uh, yeah. They right, give it right away. Advice, yeah. 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 So, so I, uh, in in my case, uh, professional advice is is, uh, is what suits me. Uh. Yeah, and of course, I will. I won't judge. For me, everybody who is doing what they can at that at that particular moment in time is is more than enough. Yeah. And I also look at myself that way. Sometimes I would be even in our sessions, and I would tell you that, yeah. I would be, oh, d I don't really know what to say right now, let me have a think, or yeah. I don't really have an answer right now, or 
you know, I ha I'm having an off day. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it's also just a person and yeah. reflecting on those things uh, together makes makes it more of a collaboration rather, rather than a, I would say, a client-coach relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. really a partnership yeah. and doing and that, things together. Yeah, that's a thing that I sensed from, from uh, the beginning that that... Uh, which uh, gives me uh, a lot of uh, freedom uh, to 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 reflect on and to tell things that weren't initially planned that day. But mm -hmm. it, it's like uh, having yeah, a conversation with a with a good friend uh, in the cafe uh, in a way. Yeah. But but with that slight difference, of course, uh, mm -hmm. it's. Um, it's, it's with a certain aim and goal. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah which yeah. was my job on my end to just keep the framework and then yeah, you yeah. were filling filling it in and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. bringing it together. Yeah. So to round up a little bit, um, you have had a long experience in the music industry. Okay, so what would be your number one piece of advice to people who are just starting out in the music industry? It, it's uh, it's difficult these days because I see that because I'm I'm part of a few organizations where we uh, used to work for uh, uh, for musicians starting musicians to get them a better fee uh, to get them uh, better revenues now with mm. because in the 80s when you made records and they were successful you made money with it. Uh, uh, when you make records now, uh, you don't get any money from Spotify, or uh, at least not enough. Mm. Um, so it's difficult, and, and I, I tend to say to musicians, there, there's a, a lot of people who also who say to me, yeah, I would like to make film music, yeah. How do you start with it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. You uh, try to uh, go to film schools and meet uh, student uh, directors. Try to catch up. Try to make music, mm -hmm. which sounds already filmic, uh, mm -hmm. and and go to uh, young directors. Try that way, but. Uh, it's not a guarantee and... Uh, no, but making connections is definitely making, very important. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. Although, I think, uh, because I have a friend who makes film music now and, and he got... Uh, it's difficult, it stays difficult, but he, he was... Uh, um, he, he made some things that were on the internet and mm. uh, a film producer uh, wanted to work with him, so uh, there's also a coincidence uh, thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but uh, anyway, if uh, young people uh, tend to do, yeah, I'll do this uh, for nothing, and I do the next one also because I'm I'm getting name, uh, I'm, uh, they have to know me. But I don't think that's a good thing. We we all have to. Uh, tell people that uh, music, making music is also a job mm -hmm. and you have to be paid for it yeah. uh, as any other job mm -hmm. is, uh, is paid for. Uh, because now with the Spotify and, and uh, the, the music all around your uh, ears, uh, people tend to think that music is for free. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's always somebody who made that music and who right. mm, uh, probably mm, tried to make a living out of it. Uh, yeah. so that's I, yeah. uh, that's a thing that I would tell young people. Don't do too much don't for free. Do, <laughs> don't do too much for free. Yeah, I think it's no. always nice to do it maybe in the beginning just to test a couple of things out. But at some point, I also agree that you have to, you know, charge your worth. Mm. You 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 are worth. Your time is worth something. You're inspiration your creativity and because it works the other way around also I work sometimes for students and then I uh, just for fun because I know uh, it's uh, the same answer always uh, and what's the budget I, I, mm. I, I, I try to uh, ask them and then they always say oh oh budget oh yeah no there is we no budget any, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm, I'm quite pleased that young people come to an old guy uh, with experience 
So I say, well, yeah, I do this one for free, but next one you have to uh, to get a, a good budget and uh, and mm -hmm. think of me when you're gonna go for a, a real feature mm -hmm. movie, uh, which never happens. By the way. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but still, they learn already yeah. that they should think about the value but of it's the because, knowledge. Because they they tend to work with friends, and then maybe this guy can do that, and then yeah, yeah. and so. But that's not the way it, it uh, works. And and I think in schools, in music schools and film schools, they they have to to learn uh, students about that also mm -hmm. about the business uh, side. side of it uh, yeah, because I that's agree. a thing that uh, mm -hmm. young people well never knew and. Uh, yeah, it's always finding out uh, afterwards. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's in general with education, it's not just about acquiring the knowledge, it's about what you will do with the knowledge that you yeah. have acquired. And that's where yeah. a lot of things are lacking. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really nice way to round up the conversation. Um, I, I wanted to thank you again for, for doing this and also for our time working together. It was also very much a, a nice experience for me and I learned a lot. It was and, inspiring uh, for me also, yeah. thank you. Even uh, I'm the old guy here with uh, <laughs> a lot of wisdom. But you know what I'm going to say to that, that's a limiting belief, right? That's true. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for doing this, I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> Thanks.